0: Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining us at another episode at Higher Fire Inspire. My name is Lizanne Souza. I am the founder here at Lisbon Careers. We are a recruitment agency based out in Mumbai, and we specialize in recruitment for a lot of companies in terms of hiring for their marketing roles, like social media marketing, marketing managers, brand managers, graphic designers, those are the kind of um, roles that we specialize in. Um, Today, I'm doing actually I'm recording a podcast after a very, very long time. I have been doing a lot of my solo podcasts recently. And today I am again doing a guest podcast after a very long time. And as everybody who's listened to my podcast before, you know that I do a lot of research before I actually do a guest podcast, because I really like to understand the industry, the dynamics, what's going on, you know, do a little bit of competitor analysis so that my guest doesn't feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. And um, while I was doing the research for our next topic that we're going to be talking about today, there were so many things that I had no idea about. And I think this is one of the reasons why I absolutely love doing the podcast, because for me, it's like constant learning. Um, and today, even though our guest is um, the co-founder and the director, Medula from VV, it's one of the brands that I've been working with for the last, I think, maybe eight months, not really very long, but we've been able to place some good people with their company. I mean, I hope they're good people. We'll find out from more later. <laughs> And so, you know, I Medhula, I'm going to pass it on to you. But before that, I just want to tell everyone that the topic for today that we're going to talk about is Make in India, the V story. Um, V is a brand that's based out, I mean, their manufacturing is based out of Hyderabad, but I'm going to give it over to Medhula to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about the company and obviously her career graph and what she's been doing before this instead of, you know, me just going on and on and on. All right. So hi, Medhula. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Liz, I'm very happy to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool, cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Midula, about you, about the company, and of course what you've done in the past. Like I said, I've read everything about you, so I do, (laughs) but just our listeners, if you can take them through your career. So I'm Midula Deva Bhaktini. I'm the co-founder
1: and CMO of Mivi, uh, the audio electronics, the pioneering audio electronics brand of India. And um, before starting, maybe we started about six and a half years ago. This was started by me and my husband, uh, Vishwanath. So that's how me and we, it's maybe. So I I did my master's in computers uh, at Florida State University. And then I did my MBA. And then I worked for approximately five years, a couple of years at Xerox. And a couple of years at Raymond James Financial. uh, Before we decided to come back and start our own business in India. Wow. So I am a classical dancer.
0: I have a black belt in karate. Uh, I think that's a little bit brief about me. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. You know, uh, interestingly, Medulla, a lot of people that I've talked to on my podcast, at least two or three, there was uh, Arjun Vaidya from uh, uh, Dr. Vaidya. There was uh, Kabir from Sleepy Cat. There was... Uh, a lot of people actually studied and worked overseas for a bit in the financial sector in the states and then came back to India to start their own business so it looks like there's a like there's a kind of pool of entrepreneurs that all come from the financial <laughs> sector who've had experience working in the states and then come here and you know they have this brilliant idea so um uh, by the way you know you're so Humble, because I read so much more about you guys about you. And like you said, your husband, who is the co founder of the business and me, we stand for your names. And I just wanted to let you all know that after looking at all of the stuff that's online, I realized the challenges that maybe has faced, you know, in the sort of segment that you guys have chosen to be part of, and there were other (laughs) options. So just to give everybody an idea of what I'm talking about today, today's topic is Make in India, right? It was a campaign that was obviously started by Narendra Modi a few years ago. But before that, also, I feel like a lot of companies were thinking about how could they manufacture products in India. But there are, I mean, whoever's been in the manufacturing industry or have any sense of product-based business lines know how difficult... Uh, it was to start, uh, you know, anything in India or for any products to come into India. There are so many laws, there are so many obstacles. And today, while talking to Medhula, we're going to go through them for anybody that's looking to do something, you know, make in India, because we do have some really good resources when it comes to text, the textile industry, or, you know, artifacts and stuff like that. So it would be nice for people to understand what are the challenges just to give everybody a brief about this. So, Midula, what I'd like to do is i like to give everybody a brief so that, you know, people who are not really interested can switch off <laughs> rather than <laughs> them spending, you know, 10 minutes into it and being like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so, I would feel really bad because I've had that with a few podcasts that I've listened to. So, um, So the Make in India campaign is obviously to facilitate investment. Uh, faster innovation enhance skills development right it, within the country basically this is the whole idea of why any country has like a make in india or i lived in new zealand for a bit and we really supported the made in new zealand uh, campaign that they have as well these are the main things that come out of actually starting a campaign like that the four pillars that our government identified um, when they you know announced the campaign was new thinking new sectors new infrastructure and new processes this is what they wanted to encourage all of the the whole manufacturing industry basically to like focus on and the demand for indian products has obviously increased over the last 3 years Obviously, we have to talk about it. We cannot have any conversation right now without talking about COVID and the impact that had on you know on all the countries and our decisions in terms of imports exports what we could do new industries coming up and also there have been a lot of like different issues in countries where India imported products from like China and Russia you know with Russia and the Ukraine situation happening so and of course you would probably know more but just to give our listeners a kind of idea of what has actually pushed it even more there were a lot of external factors as well and then the idea is obviously to make the country self-reliant through domestic products being produced in India. And um, there's also been a great demand of exporting Indian products. Suddenly, there is this huge demand for overseas companies that have now, uh, overseas, uh, you know, um, sorry, target markets who are now believe in Indian products and really want to try them. They believe in the quality, like Indian made products are actually of good quality. So they've also become open to actually buying Indian products. Um, which has also increased the manufacturing for Indian goods. Also the GDP of India, which is the spending power, which we all know about in the last, you know, 10 years have is really shot up. It's like skyrocketed, in fact. So there's a lot of demand internally as well for uh, within the country that, you know, a lot of manufacturers can now take advantage of. So I think maybe, like you said, I'm I'm, I'm not sure somewhere I read, did it start in 2015, 2016? I think... Do you... So uh, we started. Our story is a
1: little different. Mm. So we started uh, in 2016, and uh, I and Vishnu were very passionate about business. And on yeah. one of our trips back to India, we were trying to buy a couple of accessories, and then realized we could either get an international brand, yeah. which was selling it twice the price we could get it in in the US, or okay. they were like you know this uncertified, not genuine products, which would actually damage your phone. So we have been thinking about business for a good number of years. After an eight-year state, we said, this is the right time and the right space for us to be in. Uh, We love electronics. Uh, You know, we both have the skill to get into this space. So we came back, uh, we're doing our research, and we wanted to start manufacturing on day one. It wasn't, you know, after uh, the government's initiatives or... In our post-covid that we said we'll start manufacturing day one we said no no we'll make this product we'll go create this amazing products but then uh, you know we've gone around for a couple of months and then we realized we both didn't have the skill mm. nor there wasn't a single company in India that mm. was manufacturing audio electronics okay. so even uh, hire a single technician forget about engineers Wow. Uh, Then we realized okay, this is a hurdle. You know, day one, we can't start manufacturing. Uh, So we started importing from China. But unlike uh, many other brands, what we did was from day one, we would figure out what is it that we need in a product versus just going to China, picking up some products and white labeling them and selling it here. It was something we always wanted to do. It was something we always were passionate about and have been working towards it for almost six years before we could finally start manufacturing here. You know, a
0: couple of things that I want to jump in and say is, <laughs> it's so entrepreneurial of you. Number one, to find a problem okay. and say, I'm going to find a solution to this. Number two, <laughs> not giving up and being like so what if I can't do it now six years down the line it will happen so you know I feel like that is such that is the crux of what entrepreneurship is right like you think of something you there is a problem you try to resolve it you may not be able to resolve it in the way that you want to at that moment but if it does happen down the line and six years is actually a really short time to actually be able to you know be able to uh, come up I, I do something that you actually thought about and something which i we are now going to talk about the challenges that come up with it oh yeah. Uh, lots of
1: challenges one even in 2020 we are the first brand in our category to start manufacturing okay. and even today years posted maybe is the only brand in this category that 100% manufactures its products in india yeah, But, uh, you know, we didn't have the experience. We never worked at a manufacturing facility. We, <laughs> It wasn't something handed over to us by our, you know, by our parents. We didn't have any cushion. And with, maybe we've, you know, in six years, we've built a successful brand. We've kind of de-risked ourselves. And then we said, no, we are going to re-risk everything back even more. And you know, just jump in, starting manufacturing where we absolutely have no clue how to do it. So I think that was our biggest, uh, that leap of faith, Yeah. saying, yeah, like, you know, we don't want to be stuck in this comfort zone. It has always been a dream of ours. Uh, so uh, jumping over that comfort zone and trying to do it again was one of the biggest challenges. Uh, everybody called us crazy. They said, you guys are mad. <laughs> You know, are you you mad? You have no experience in manufacturing. Do you like people predicted that we would close doors in a few months? We had investors who came in, and when we told them, Guys, this is what we want to do, they were like, You know, okay, if you guys survive six months after you start manufacturing, then come talk to us. Oh my god,
0: but you know, I think I also want to say something. I feel like you know, I've seen a lot of successful partners couples sort of uh, you know have really good businesses in fact a couple of my friends are you know married and have business and i feel like sometimes having somebody like that you know to support you uh, is also uh, quite helpful sometimes when people don't believe in you and you're standing up for each other so i think that is also something that you know went uh, oh, yeah. your advantage but you know i think, I think we, we so, sorry 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 today yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I, you know, we've jumped the gun a little bit because I, we've just answered some questions that I was going to ask. But like, like I was saying, you know, kudos to you for actually following through with what entrepreneurship actually means. And, you know, you mentioned about people not having faith in you because also, Midula, I feel like electronics have always been something that has been a consumer brand that has been more retail focused, right? If somebody wanted to buy a TV, a speaker, hmm. headphones, people never bought it online. They were like, no, I want and what you also said is so true for you know six years ago you either went to a store you either bought something very expensive which was you know your apple products and stuff or or something that was a china made product which we've never heard the name of and the other thing is you don't know there's no warranty you know if you give it back you get it back you get a damaged piece will it work yeah or it works for six months and then you're like now who's going to go back to the store and give it back to dengue? and that happened a lot with a lot of products you know um headphones speakers power banks i think so many power banks must have just been thrown yes, because yes. it didn't work and this was the issue with china made products so you know bang on point i think definitely we needed something like that in the the market something trustworthy because also like you said maybe the government well, campaign, even if it was not there, I think it would be a push for a lot of industries with, you know, digital payments becoming very, very easy now for us to keep making payments. I mean, I use GPA for everything. everything.
1: I think everybody does today. Pay like, yeah,
0: it's you like know, the GPA. that's ever happened to me. I'm because I'm like a no-cash person. If somebody doesn't give me cash, <laughs> I pay it for, <laughs> you know, and then obviously um the return policies that our online systems allow us to do, our companies because they are funded, you know, they have a lot of return Which policies. Are directly- Reach the consumer,
1: right? Yeah. What online or e commerce has enabled the brands to do is not just sell directly to the consumer but also service the consumer directly. You're not okay. waiting for you're, you're not going to a store and you know, distributor uh, and uh, also the service you don't know what kind of a service your distributor is offering versus if you are standing behind your warranty and you want to do the right thing, yeah. Uh, you, Today are able to reach out to the customer directly. The customer is able to reach out to you directly.
0: I think that is has been the biggest plus. Correct. So today obviously we're going to be talking about your journey. And I wanna talk about like the little make in India as well, because I do feel like this is a new industry. Maybe that people, like you said, have been scared to get into karna? I don't have the skills. And you're right, there could be a shortage of good um, you know, skill because it's it was never done in India before and it hardly is even now. We still have a lot of people which is called contract manufacturing, right? All the designs are made in India and it's sent to a factory in China and that happens for skincare. Hmm. I think that's not
1: that designs are made in India and sent out. It's the other way around. Uh, When, you know, the government is encouraging us to make in India, it's become more synonymous with assemble in India. Ah. Which I think is our biggest challenge Hmm. because we've seen this with the... uh, computer science industry, okay. where India today has the biggest IT companies, Accenture, Infosys, yeah. but it doesn't have those companies like Meta or Google, hmm. because we are always we, we haven't been focusing on R&D, we have been focusing on the uh, entry level or the ground level positions, which even today with, you know, when we say make in India, we are encouraging a lot of international companies to come here and set up shop and give us jobs. But what we are missing is we are still only equipping technician jobs in India, managerial positions, um, you know, engineering positions. Everything is being still held by foreigners. That knowledge transfer is not happening. Wow. We should step back and, you know, concentrate on R&D. If you want to become, if you want to really create that value and not just say, okay, like, you know, yes, you've created, let's say, thousand jobs but all those are technician jobs and you are giving your engineering jobs to a foreigner that that uh, knowledge
0: is never going to be transferred correct right, because one of the pillars of make in india is skill development as i did mention right in the beginning that is also something that we want to encourage and that is such a great point Medulla. i think people need to look at the bigger picture while setting up shop for anything in india or i mean you know, I think it goes root level, then even to like the education and the kind of training that we're receiving, I think it needs to also start from there. That I didn't even think about that, you know, and that's why I love doing these podcasts. It's such an eye opener on so many levels. So, you know, Mitra, you've already answered uh, some of these questions. But for one of my first questions, just to give our listeners like an idea of, you know, you guys as a company and how it goes, it, hand in hand with the Made in India campaign, because I do want to talk about that. I, I think, you know, a lot of people have not, I mean, in manufacturing, I know that a lot of raw materials make in India have been moving, but a lot of finished goods, it is still a little bit, you know, behind. So tell me about like, how has the campaign actually impacted your decision as a company? Or has it not? Like, has it has your decision to make in India been completely different? And then why was that? Why did you make that decision?
1: Uh, See, uh, I've covered it a little bit initially. We haven't um, really taken the government initiative and then said, okay, now let's make in India. For us, the decision of making in India started very early because of a requirement of control on the product. Uh, We love product. Uh, We have since our inception. And that has been our core from day one. And like I said, we've worked multiple years to get to the stage of where we are actually able to develop design and manufacture a product. Nice. So, but the government initiatives have definitely helped in a different ways. A couple of uh, ways being that uh, policies have made it easier. Yeah. And also, with the government initiatives, there is today a lot more awareness and support for brands like ours that are trying to make a difference, trying to create, uh, you know, versus just looking at a product and saying, I don't care, you know, as long as uh, whatever, it's at the certain price. Today, a consumer is much more uh, evoke, Uh, they are appreciating the fact that, oh, this product was made for me, made in India, made for me, and also how it has helped us by, uh, you know, making in India is generally when you bring products, white label them on your brand, These products, especially electronics, are actually made for the West. Okay. And we as a country, we as Indians have different tastes, we have different preferences, we have our unique, own unique requirements, Mm -hmm. environmental conditions, taste in music. Yeah. So so these products that are made for the West are being forced upon the market, which is here. We understand the customer. I mean, we, we ourselves have 1,500 people working at our yeah. facility. So we know uh, and we do a lot of research. We work with the consumers. Then we make products that meet the Indian consumers' demand, are uh, much more in line with what we like as a country, uh, our environmental conditions. Yeah. So that is how we are making a difference by making in India because it was, it was never that... Oh, now make in India is a fad. It's it's the yeah. it or the trend. So now let's make in India. It was always been, how can we as a company make a difference in product? We have to have control on the product. We can't uh, depend on somebody else to make the product for us and just concentrate on building a brand and creating marketing. For yeah. us, it has always been product first. And that's how our make in India or our made in India initiative yeah.
0: Has started, has been going. That's amazing. As long as, like I said, you know, you do have. Um, end goal which obviously in this case is quality and it should be uh, you know when you're talking about electronics and stuff because I mean I feel like even though we change want to change our phones every year we still want them to work for five years it doesn't matter we may change our phones yes. every year. and and I also and I love what you said about the Indian consumer you know we're very different compared to other people when it comes to um, pricing when it we're, we're very we can be very petty base. Uh, if you look at products, audio products
1: especially we love bass you know we want that effect yeah yeah and uh, best is more like more mild bass yeah you know we, we take point. a lot of considerations yeah. we have a lot of dust which generally uh, damages the product so you have yeah. to go for higher uh, ipx ratings that protect the product against dust or uh, you know different conditions we are in
0: Wow, I never see, that's what I'm saying, you know, we don't really think about all this. But as a manufacturer, when you do your research, you're really putting yourself in the user's shoes, right? And then when you're importing this stuff from China, obviously, you're looking at maybe cost and don't know the look of it and how it feels and what's going to be more popular, because that's what you, I mean you're just going to get what's available in the market. So really really good point. I love that. I didn't even think about it amazing. <laughs> so so then Misra obviously like we talked about it, there were challenges. one of the biggest challenges and you said you had no experience doing that. So why can you tell us some of the other challenges that you faced when you decided of course you said you know initially you were importing the stuff and assembling it here but when you decided to let's let's manufacture here. What are the challenges that you faced, maybe two or three, and how did you overcome them? See, our biggest
1: challenge has been uh, talent. Okay. Because uh, we didn't partner with any foreign uh, companies and say, okay, you send us talent and, you know, we'll set up shop here. Yeah. Uh, we had We have absolutely zero partnerships. And like I said, there was no audio company before us that was manufacturing in India. So we started with a single line and 70 people. We've trained people over a couple of months. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we started with a single line. Today, we have 15 lines and more than 1,500 people working here. But everybody working at Mibi has been trained at our own facility. They have been taught uh, the process of manufacturing uh, or the process of design. Uh, I mean, this past two years, uh, we've learned a lot. We failed uh, multiple times. We had to, every day, it maybe is like a war zone. There are numerous, you know, when we hit a, when we succeed at a product, then we're immediately switching to, yes, what's next? What can we do better? What can, what are the categories we can target? So talent has been our biggest challenge. It's not that there is a lack of talent. It is no experienced talent in this particular area. However, uh, we are a country of 1.4 billion people, close to 1.4 billion people. So, we always believed it's just the opportunity and the requirement that needs to be put out.
0: And, uh, you know, we can hone the talent and we were able to successfully. But yeah, I really hope and I think the way the brand is doing and the kind of, like you said, products, I'm hoping that you all can really attract the right kind of talent because I think at the end of the day now people have become more aware of the kind of companies that they want to work for and something I have to say you know while we're doing this podcast is I've never seen a founder so involved in the whole talent management and the recruitment process because Medulla is always you know replying to emails. she's always there looking over things you do a lot of the interviews yourself as well which I think is amazing if you're saying you know you have that many people working for you right now and still being able to take out time because I guess that's important for you because that's the only reason why you're investing time I think it's incredible so again congratulations kudos on that as well my next question is how has the electronics industry changed in India over the last years in just in terms of demand and I'm glad that you brought it up like you know our demands have also changed so what do you think have been some of the changes in terms of demand
1: the electronics industry in
0: every way has changed a lot uh
1: it's it's an incredible space to be in right now in terms of tech you know uh, uh we used to use wide earphones five six years ago then it was bluetooth neck bands now we are at tws now smart watches have been picking up
0: yeah. from like this
1: huge home audio systems we moved to sound bars so tech in itself is always changing but uh apart from that uh it's, you know, it's it's also, I think, grown tenfold in terms of demand. I see a couple of reasons for that. One, the socioeconomic status of India in general has gone up a lot. Yeah. Very interestingly, tech and electronics have started to become cheaper hmm. and much more affordable. Uh you can today get a good, a very good TWS Earbud Z. 1200 1500 rupees yeah so that's super affordable and with covid <laughs> uh you know pre-covid our art we had this very targeted market where it was generally the youngsters more into yeah. using these products yeah uh it is everybody and anybody there is no age limit there is no gender there is no socio-economic status everybody wants and has to use uh, the earphones or the buds or the smartwatch plus uh, even you know like uh, the range pre-COVID mm. uh, it was primarily tier one that was using these products. Yeah. Today we see the biggest growth happening
0: in tier three and tier four cities. Yeah incredible I mean you're, you're so right and you know sometimes let's look at how things have changed over the years it's just it it just feels so surreal like uh, talking about business in general i've also realized that um th- like you said you know i think with how we progress like we're all on social media constantly smartphones everybody's watching videos while they're traveling everybody's maybe yeah. reading a book OTT. To- yeah ott people are listening to audiobooks now rather than reading books so for all of that you need to podcast have- podcast <laughs> for all of that you need to have a pair of earphones all the time also i feel like you know when we're at home right well in indian families we're so many people living in the same house so when we're like on our phone somebody's talking we're like we can't hear but when we have our earpods on it's so much more yes. we're like more attuned to like you know what this person is saying so it's amazing how you know indian demand and like you said it has changed and it's ever growing
1: you know, if, like you rightly said uh the smartphone has made everything so accessible yeah that uh day a delivery person is you know using the earphones like yeah. it, it's my parents use earphones today who would yeah. um you know they were so
0: uncomfortable changing tech but earphones is something they're like oh yes we always yeah. need an earphone yeah yeah 100% and you're, you're absolutely right about the age because I feel like uh, the use points of the headphones also have changed because you need to use it at work you can use it at the gym you can use it while walking you know it's like everybody my mom also has two earbuds i actually don't have earbuds <laughs> <But> everyone <laughs> like you can you a yeah i'm i'm First of all, I'm a dinosaur. Okay? For number one, I'm always scared that they will fall, and I have a couple of them lying around. But I am um this you know the Bluetooth one that I have around my neck constantly, yeah. it's like it's become part of my outfit yeah. now. In all of my photos, you'll just see this. A blue do around and people are like, Can you take it off? But I but I understand the value of it because even me, I'm constantly on my head, you know calls coming, anything, it just becomes more convenient to talk. So yeah. Yes. That's amazing. so, you know, you brought up something very interesting about skilled labor. And I also wanted to say that your manufacturing unit and office is in Hyderabad, in Maheshwaram. And I know that that is a massive obstacle for us to find you people. So tell me, like, you know, I, I, I have that as a question here, like skilled labor. What, what, are the, what are the issues that you've had and how have you overcome that? How have you attracted people? You said you did training in-house, but were there any other ways I think, uh, to be honest, it has been a challenge for us because mm.
1: we are an interesting mix of a new age brand
0: yeah.
1: and a traditional manufacturing company. Yeah, like, Sitting in Hyderabad where electronics manufacturing isn't... Uh, boom. I mean, we don't have any other electronic manufacturing companies here. And also, we don't have a lot of new age companies either in Hyderabad. Now it's uh, picking up. But not a lot from where you know if, if we were sitting in Bangalore or uh, a Mumbai, I think it would have made our lives even Delhi for that matter. It would have made our lives much more easier in terms of hiring. Uh, it it uh, I I don't want to say that no, it's easy. We figured out the secret mantra which made it uh, very uh, which helped us overcome this obstacle. We still have it. But uh, I think a couple of ways how it helped us was, uh, I mean, how we were able to overcome it was uh, the brand in itself has a lot of, uh, you know, people love the brand, people love the vision behind the brand. And we have a very open culture of working where people, uh, you know, they're not restricted to say, okay, only this is your work. Uh, we let uh, our employees explore. We give them a lot of opportunity to, you know, if they want to take an additional opportunity, if they have the drive to go to that next level, we yeah. always encourage them, you know. So uh, we have a culture where we encourage, and uh, if you know our tagline, it's push the limits. Yeah. And, uh, we, we've gone through our story also. We are a company that actually pushes limits, we love what we do. Uh, and we encourage people not just to push the limits uh, here, mm. but in whatever they're doing or whatever they want to do. We have a lot of employees that will tell us, eventually we want to become entrepreneurs. Yeah. So we try to do initiatives where further down the lane, it won't feel like, okay, I've just been working, mm. but it will feel like I work and I've learned things that would just not progress my career, but also would help me take that next step to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So we try to create that culture. Uh, we have that culture where we have a very, very go get, yeah. you know, go get kind of a team. Yeah. Go and get it now. <laughs> go, yeah. get it. go get I mean, it now, tomorrow. tomorrow. I mean, they're also patient when like, you know, yeah. we have been patient for six years, but yeah, uh, there is a plan and we have a very open culture where uh, anybody can talk to anybody yeah uh, there is never a question like okay you have a manager you have a team lead why are you coming and asking we actually encourage people and yeah. say there is no policy you know we we educate managers also to like encourage their uh, staff to like step out and uh, co-collaborate yeah. you, know, you don't have to always like say yes this is only my space i'm only allowed to do it here
0: yeah so uh, i think the brand and the culture has helped us you know, I love everything you said. If anybody who listened to my podcast, you know, I'm always talking about workplace culture. One of the things that you said that hit home for me and it, I, I really think that is the way that all uh, employers should go is you're not only thinking about what that person is doing right then and there for you but thinking about their future needs and what are they doing right now that is going to help them in the future and I have this conversation with everyone that works with me where I say you know when you leave and you go to your next job these are the skills that you need to have and everybody looks at me and they're like why is this person talking about me going somewhere else? but, but that's gonna happen that's inevitable, yes. right? The person okay. is going to leave. So while they're here, if they're not feeding into their needs, if they're not getting their needs met in terms of, you know, job satisfaction, then it's, it's not any, they're probably going to leave faster in the first place, <laughs> you know? So helping okay. achieve what, setting them up to achieve what they want from another job in the future is probably going to make them stay here even longer in the first place. Yeah, and I think being part of that culture, like driving that is very important for the founders, co-founders, like you constantly and I know as the company becomes bigger, people always ask me, but how? I mean, you just have Mm -hmm. to find it. And I think your role also as a founder of the business now moves more towards making sure that all of these cultural things, you know, creating a workplace culture that's actually... Um, desirable and maybe that's when you know you have to step out from all the operational stuff and actually look at the big picture. like employer branding is something that is ignored so much. But I I feel like there are a lot of new age companies, like you said, you know, I've done podcasts with some amazing entrepreneurs who really focus on that. So yeah, we are headed in the right direction. If you look at even LinkedIn nowadays, people are always talking about workplace culture, mental wellness at work, you know, being appreciated, job satisfaction, all of these are very Prominent topics. So then, you know, uh, Midra, to end this conversation because we've gone, uh, you know, we've, we've, I think we've covered a lot to give people tips. Anyone who's interested in this industry, then what would you say? Like, are the tips that you would give people who want to scale, like in the make in India business model? Because I do want to, you know, I know that that I feel like that is something that is special to maybe the fact that you are doing everything within India, and I know that that can be one of the biggest challenges that you have. So what are some of the tips that you would like to give people?
1: See, uh, not just to make in India, the biggest advice I have for people when they ask me about entrepreneurship is uh, you should only do it if you really want to do it, if you're passionate about it. Let's not, if you start manufacturing or if you want to start manufacturing in India, because today it's the trend i say this because i see a lot of companies only trying to do it because it's a trend and have lost a lot of money yeah. and were very unsuccessful even after hiring big names you know uh, you know hundreds of people they failed at it because uh, you know it should not be okay somebody is doing it or the government is helping so let me do this you really should have a purpose uh, behind manufacturing in india maybe and you have to realize is it your strength hmm. even in our space we have a lot of brands that have tried to manufacture and haven't been so successful because it isn't their strength their strength probably was at creating the brand at marketing so uh, you have to realize why you want to do it and it's it's not a joke yeah uh, but <laughs> if you want to do it and uh, have that passion i would say take that leap yeah, there is nothing like you can sit on the fence and say, "Okay, I'll only do a little bit and then try to do it." Be patient, skill up, uh, because you probably there's some industries like probably the textile where yeah. there already is a pool of talent you can hire from, <laughs> mm-hmm. but probably also you are one of the first ones or you know the first few to start something here. So make sure you're skilled up and then, uh close your eyes and take that leap otherwise <laughs> it is <isn't...
0: laughs> yeah i Don't mean that it yeah i mean when i've always asked people you know what does it take to be an entrepreneur i think the first word everybody says is courage you know to be Correct. brave to have courage Correct. i mean everything else because if you have that i feel like investment you know all of the success comes in but having courage, yeah is important so
1: but the good thing is there is huge support from the government today Yes. There are a lot of policies uh, that are being put in place, a lot of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Along with that, like I was telling you before, a lot of customer support, you know, when they realize, oh, this is a brand that's actually making in India. I personally look for made in India brands when I'm buying something.
0: Right. Unless and until
1: I, I can't find something good, I'll go for something else. But I look for genuinely made in India brands because I believe that these are brands that are, again, understanding the Indian consumer making for the Indian consumer and also I want to support our own economy I want our wealth to stay within the country I don't want it to go out of the country yeah so So uh, there is a lot of support I know we get almost every day get emails from our customers saying that, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are making this in India. Like lots of emails uh, from people we never met, we never know. Just randomly send us emails, randomly send us messages, appreciating the fact that we are doing this. So the support is there, the policies are in place. But again, you know, it should be something you really want to do and shouldn't be just because it's trending Mm -hmm. right now.
0: Yeah, without passion, I think is I mean, the obvious thing that's going to happen is failure. We all know that <laughs> there is no other way of doing it. But I love what you said, Medulla. you know, I think this when I start when we discussed about this podcast, and we were going to talk about make in India, I didn't realize the impact and how underrated the idea of on the consumer side and the manufacturer side how we can really change a lot of things in the economy by very small things and like you said of course manufacturing is very difficult so uh, if i don't think i said this during the podcast but i come from a manufacturing background actually one of my first oh. jobs was yeah was i was a hr uh, manager for jackling's beef jerky and india manufacturing plant. <laughs> And I, for people who don't know you know compared to service industries of wheat if you think that we are having a stressful day in a manufacturing industry like Medula spending this one hour with me there are like hundred things that go wrong right on the uh, on the assembly cool. line in terms of you know um your stuff going the container there are no moving parts there thousands of more moving parts. Exactly. So the challenges are always bigger. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I love what you said. I think it's the reward. And if you're really passionate about something and you really want to drive all of these other agendas that you have, then it's something that you should sit and stick to, even if it takes six years to reach over there. I, I don't think six years is a long time at all. Honestly, I'm quite shocked, actually, that it happened so quickly because there are companies who, you know, have spent maybe 15, 20 years and not got to because I've seen the figures and anybody who wants to see the sales figures can see it online from some of the amazing articles that you and uh, you know you guys have put out there and that's what I learned about so much about the company but you know thank you Medulla. I think this this conversation has been such an eye opener and uh, so many good tips about anybody who's interested and you know it doesn't have to be a big manufacturing thing like even even if you're thinking of a small um, term thing or small size thing to start off with these are things that you need to keep in mind and also like you said the government is giving you policies right now so why not if you're thinking of entrepreneurial thinking of starting something then why not take advantage of that and see where that goes like you said. Yeah, so love, love, love. I love everything.
1: Thank you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Liz. Uh, I was very happy to have the conversation.
0: Yeah. And Midula, is there anything else that you want to add before we leave to like, you know, our listeners? And these could be people who are maybe new age entrepreneurs who are starting stuff, maybe people who are studying overseas and are thinking of, you know, what would be my next venture? Is there anything that you would like to say? Uh,
1: one thing I would like to tell people is uh, be equipped, which is something that uh, majority of the businesses I see fail, no matter if it's manufacturing or a brand or anything else is because people are not equipped. Mm -hmm. Be sure about why you want to do it. We are more focused on what we want to do and not so much focused on why we want to do it. If you're not, it it can be anything, you know, it it doesn't have to be a noble cause or anything, but yeah. As long as if you're not clear about why you want to do it, then you are always running behind something that worked for somebody else. Every brand has its own ethos. It uh, Every brand has its own uh, structure or core because of which it succeeds. And that is the why. And the founders always have to be really clear about why do you want
0: to do it. And then you'll always figure out how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it may be tough, the how and getting everyone together to have that same vision. Yes. But once you know, I, I mean, that just gives you some direction. It's like having a map, right? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Because you
1: always think, you know, entrepreneurship is such a hard journey. And there are always hundreds of fires to put out no matter what stage you are at. And if you're not clear about your why, you're, like you said, there is no map. And you're, uh,
0: you know, just walking in a desert without no direction well thank you so much medulla for coming on i hope everybody got some really good tips i actually learned so much in fact and that's why again i keep saying it i love doing these podcasts because every time i have a conversation i learn so much and i do feel like this is actually going to help me find you some better people now because i'm going to have a conversation with my team for me honestly medulla for me i'm so interested in knowing the brands that I work with. I want to know the D, uh, DNA of them. I want to know the why. You know, I always feel like that because I feel like if I know the why, then I become part of the company, which means that it becomes easier for me to hire people for my clients. So thank you so much for being so candid, so open, and obviously talking about your failures and the challenges that you've had and how you've overcome them. I've had a really good time. And of course, if anybody wants to get in touch or apply uh, for a job at Vivi, you have to move to Hyderabad, but you can obviously get in touch with us on jobs at lislin Careers, and there are tons of ways to get in touch with us. Everyone knows, um, and yeah, we can um, connect you for, uh, with a job at me, we no matter what it may be. Okay, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Madhula. It was a really fun time, and yeah, I'll have to you soon. So much. So